Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The best hard rock. The best heavy metal. Talking Metal. A podcast hosted by Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Available through iTunes and most other podcast providers. Feel the power. Feel the glory. TalkingMetal.com Hey, all spoken word and dialogue in today's podcast is copyright 2009 by Talking Metal. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, John. Hey, Mark. Glad to be here. We have a really, really cool show for you guys tonight. It's featuring an interview that we did with Ellen Flores, the lead designer of Metallica Guitar Hero. Yes, let's come back with that interview right after we play a song. This is God Forbid to the Fallen Hero in full on Talking Metal.
That was To the Fallen Hero by God Forbid, a band that we're friends with off the Podsafe Music Network. Yes, if you haven't seen our jam with Byron from God Forbid, go to youtube.com slash talking metal. It is up there. We play some Slayer with him, Richard Christie, and Metal Mike. He did such a great job on that in a couple of the takes that you didn't see. I, I just stopped playing a couple of times because I was just listening to how great Byron was singing. Great, great vocalist. And that was, of course, recorded by Bumblefoot. So uh, some real great players playing with us on that one. This game, Guitar Hero Metallica, we got to uh, sample it, demo it in New York. We're going to have clips up on YouTube.com slash Talking Metal. Check those out. What a fun game, man. We had the most fun that we've had on Talking Metal in a long time, and I know that you agree because you actually uh, wrote that to me in an email. We went, it was me, Mark, our friend Jay Bones was shooting video, and our friend Mike Marco, who's from MTV2, but he's also from a band called The Burn and Cry, came with us, and we all picked an instrument. Alan Flores from Guitar Hero, he played uh, bass, Mike Marco played guitar, you sang, and I played drums, and it was just out of control. We didn't want to leave. We, we just unfortunately had to go back to our jobs, and they had somebody else coming in after us, but it was a, amazing. Yes, it was. It was really a lot of fun. If you guys are into Guitar Hero and you're into metal, this will be the game for you, the heaviest of all the Guitar Hero stuff. I mean, it sounds great. It looks great. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Again, check us out on YouTube actually playing the game, and hopefully my singing won't sound too too horrific. You know, what's cool is that when we started watching it, even the open, I felt like I was at a Metallica show. It, there was some some footage of, uh, you know, of course, Guitar Hero style footage of, of them coming out, and the, the people who did the open were amazing. And there are a ton of great Metallica classics spanning their career, what is also a great, great feature for all fans of metal is that in addition to the Metallica cuts, there are several tracks handpicked by Metallica by bands like Merciful Fate, Motorhead, The Sword, all great, great tunes that you can also play along to on Guitar Hero Metallica. Yes, and I am psyched to see Metallica coming up in New Jersey. It's going to be a lot of fun in Newark. They're doing two nights. Actually, I think finishing the tour in Newark, New Jersey, right near my house. So uh, without further ado, this is Alan. He is the man behind Guitar Hero, the head, I guess, lead designer, I think is his official title. And uh, let's uh, hear what he has to say about working on not only Metallica, Guitar Hero, but just Guitar Hero in general. A good story about Steven Tyler in here. Some uh, some fun stuff. So a big thanks to Alan and also the people over at Activision for just supporting what we do on Talking Metal. We really appreciate it, guys, and uh, we were just honored to be the first in the country, the first in the world to try this game out here in New York City back uh, two, three weeks ago. So we're going to get right into the interview, and then we're going to follow it up with our cover, a little sound sample of our cover of Seek and Destroy by Talking Metal and Exodus. Hey, it's John Astronomy here with Mark Striegel and Alan Flores, lead designer of Metallica Guitar Hero. How are you, Alan? I'm doing great. Cool. So, Alan, I wanted to ask you about the 
idea for this game? Is this something that, that you guys approached Metallica or were they approaching you? Because I know a lot of bands actually want to get involved with Guitar Hero. Right. Well, it, it kind of started off. Should I hold that? Sure. It kind of started off that, um, you know, we were doing, a, we did Guitar Hero 3, which is the big hit. And then we made Guitar Hero Aerosmith, um, which is a game based off of Aerosmith. Um, and then Metallica saw that. Someone brought it to their attention. I don't know if it was, um, you know, somebody from uh, Activision or something. Um, and they saw what we could do if we made a game focused on a band. And um, they were always interested in gaming. There was some idea that they wanted to make a racing game or something years and years ago. So they saw what we could do, and they were like, they really wanted to make a game based on them. So it just kind of started from there. Now, I heard that both Lars and James, their kids, were, were big fans of Guitar Hero, and the band thought it was great that they were exposed to old groups like Deep Purple through Guitar Hero. Yeah, I think the way that Lars told the story is like, he said that... Um, his kids, like, they went to his uh, his ex-wife's place, and they were playing Guitar Hero, and they came back, and then, like, his kid was asking about Glenn Danzig. He's like, Danzig's my favorite, and he's singing Mother, and he's like, how do you know who Glenn Danzig is? Where did that happen? And, of course, he was exposed to Guitar Hero, too, which is a great, you know, a great uh, tool of the game, just exposing people to this, uh, this cool new music. Well, new music to them, but it's, like, old music, yeah. It's awesome. I think Guitar Hero is uh, partially responsible for the rise of heavy metal music in the younger kids' culture at this point. Um, you know, I think it's probably probably a part of it. You know, I th- you know, there's a lot of great bands around today, and I think it's just a higher level of consciousness of it. But I think Guitar Hero is certainly helping in that respect. Yeah. What were some of the initial meetings like when you sat down with the guys in Metallica to talk about the game? Were they did they have a, a specific idea about what they wanted, or were you guys kind of throwing suggestions at them? Yeah, they seem to have some pretty strong ideas about stuff. Um, one of the things that uh, James Hetfield said that he really wanted is he didn't want to do like like the Aerosmith thing where it's like a behind-the-music kind of chronological thing. They didn't want to do that. They wanted to try and do something different. So he came up with this story idea that was basically like um, – he said that um, they, they were touring in Europe, and um, there were these guys in a band, in a beat-up van, that were following the band everywhere they went. And um, they wound up like hanging out with a crew, and the crew was feeding them, and then finally Metallica let them open for them at the end of their tour. So the story of the game is based loosely on that, where you're a, you're a band who goes and sees Metallica, and you're totally inspired by Metallica. You start your own band, um, and then you get to play with them. Cool. And and one thing that's that's really cool is this is not just specifically Metallica music. There's a lot of other great music we were talking about. There's Caius uh, on this. There is The Sword. And I'm assuming these are all bands and songs that Metallica handpicked for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the things when you talk to Lars and James about that, they want relevance. They want bands that are relevant to Metallica. So, like, uh, you know, there's some great classic rock in the game, you know, like uh, um, Thin Lizzy's in the game because, uh, you know, they were really ins- inspired by the dual guitar leads of Thin Lizzy. Um, Leonard Skinner's in the game. James Hetfield said that um, the very first record he ever bought with his lawn mowing money was was a Leonard Skinner record. So there's lots of great music in there. Queen, um, just lots of really important stuff to Metallica in there. Slayer. That was one of the coolest things is that there is a, a mode on here where you can actually pick different sounds. For example, you can pick James Hetfield's ESP Truckster guitar sound, or you can actually pick Tom Mariah's Slayer's uh, bass sound. Yeah, it's um, in the music studio. We had that in Guitar Hero World Tour, and um, some of the samples weren't—they weren't as you know—they were—they were different. You know, we wanted to sort of beef them up and make them fit the game better. So um, we actually have ESP as a sponsor in the game, so we were able to take the ESP Truckster model that James uses and sample that, and uh, the ESP uh, bass model that Tom Mariah uses, sample that, so that the bass and the guitar sounds sound a little beefier, a little more metal. <laughs> and when you use the actual music of these songs um are you getting like i'd imagine you need like the actual 
studio masters of the stuff because you need stuff split out. You need individual tracks. How hard is that to get your hands on? I mean, do, do old, you know, Kill 'em All era Metallica splits still even exist? Yeah, it's funny that you would bring that up because um, we were, you know, they gave us a big, you know, big dump of uh, of stems, you know, of uh, of mixtapes, and they were great, you know, for all their stuff, but they couldn't find the Kill 'em All stuff. And at first we were like, you know, maybe they know where they are, but they're just not telling us. I don't really know what's going on. But I was sitting there with those guys in the trailer, and they're like, yeah, go ask so-and-so in New York. He has them in his basement. And they're like, no, man, he doesn't have them. How about so-and-so in Denmark? No, man, he didn't have them. So I'm like, well, I guess they really don't have them. But then, like, you know, a few months later, they had somebody on the case, and they got all the Kill 'em All tapes. Thank God. I mean, they could have gone back and re-recorded them, but it just wouldn't have captured the same feel that they had back in, you know, 1983 or 82 when they recorded it. So I'm glad they found those. And when you say the actual tapes, you're talking about big two-inch yeah, masters. I, I haven't seen the actual tapes. You know, we got the stems delivered to us, but I'm assuming it's like a big fat, a big fat tape that was, you know, sitting somewhere, hopefully gathering, you know, not gathering too much dust. Now, what's great is that you guys actually have the original songs because in a lot of games, uh, there are bands doing sound-alikes. Now, are there any songs on here where you had to have another group go into the studio to re-record something? Nope. Every single song on the uh, game is an original master. Wow. Let's talk about the actual songs on this game. What are some of the early Metallica songs off, like, the first two or three records that we can expect to be included on Guitar Hero Metallica? Right, yeah, we wanted to do a, something that takes something from every single album they've ever done. But we have, like, you know, the very first song they did, Hit the Lights, um, Whiplash, you know, For Whom the Bell Tolls, uh, you know, just great stuff that, you know, people haven't maybe heard in a while, like Orion off Master Puppets. Uh, just a lot of great – I mean, all the songs are fantastic. They're fun to play. So after you guys decide what songs you, you're going to want to include in the game, and then you, you meet with the band and you decide to start getting the graphics and the avatars, and I know Robert has described this experience as putting a big wetsuit with tassels on it, and tell me all about that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, L- Lars has said like you know, after being in this cr- this business for so long, finally doing something that's uh, that's totally different and new to him was 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 interesting. Um, yeah, they go and they get in these spandex suits. Um, they're they're usually black and blue f- for some reason. I don't I don't know if that's to make them look silly or I don't know how it works. And they have these little reflective uh, balls of tape on them, and they get into this uh, motion capture space with all these uh, infrared cameras out there, and they go and perform their moves, and then it uh, captures them and puts them in the, into the into the computer, and we put them in the game. Um, you know, it's important to get the characters to look like them, but it's also equally as important to get the characters to move like them because then you'll know, like, looking at it, like, oh, that, that moves just like Lars or that moves just like James. Now, do each of the guys do this separately, or do you have it set up where it's like a live band playing on stage? The, the first session we did, um, they did six songs um, performed live with the whole band. Um, they did them two styles. They did them the regular way, and they did them the in-the-round way. That's something that we're adding this time is we're doing the in-the-round performances where the band, band's in the center and then the audience is all around. So we changed our camera system to be able to incorporate viewing them from all, all sides. Um, first they did that. They did both, you know, six songs both ways. And uh, it was funny because um, we set it up like a little concert. You know, everybody, every one of us that, that could be at the, the session, we were all standing on the sides cheering them on and, like, it turns out that James Hetfield like really appreciated that we were doing that. Um, we did that, and then we did some individual like pickups, you know, to um, to get like some signature like Kirk moves, some signature Robert moves. Were they actually playing, or was it more of like a music video where it was playing to a track? Yeah, they, they played to the track. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Going into the '90s, what songs uh, from Metallica can we expect from like the Load and Reload era? 
Um, well, King Nothing is one of the songs on there. Um, that's, a, that's actually a very fun song. You know, I know a lot of people are, you know, that's a controversial, uh, controversial period of their, their time, but some of those songs are really, really fun to play. I think people are going to be surprised because, you know, even the stuff off of St. Anger is great to play. It's just, it's really, really fun. So what St. Anger tracks can we expect? Um, you can play Frantic in the game. It's uh, super fun. Cool. Well, I can't wait to check this game out. Um, and John, you? Yeah, I actually was in a Guitar Hero contest in Las Vegas. I did not win, but uh, it was really cool. I did, <laughs> I, I did okay, not too bad. But, but uh, my question is: is that is there one specific platform that you design the game for first, and then how do you change it so that it works? For example, on the Wii and the Xbox 360 and PS3. Right. Normally have what we call a lead SKU, and um, that's what the majority of the people in our office are working on, um, which is the Xbox 360. <coughs> then we also have the PS3, which shares the assets with the 360, which we're developing in-house. Um, then we have another, another developer that's working on the PS2 and the Wii version, and then they take the, uh, the assets and they convert them to make them appropriate to those platforms. And is this something you went to school for, d- designing computer video games? Or h- how does one get a job as a video game designer? Yeah, my, my path towards video game designer is uh, really not, not a very straight path. I, 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 have a, I have a bachelor's degree in physics, which is totally useless for getting a job anywhere else. I mean, but, um, you know, I just had an interest in it, and, you know, I, I picked up a, a 3D program and, and used it a lot, got a job as a 3D artist, and that led towards building levels and becoming a designer. Now, I actually read that this game actually is very challenging for even the you know most experienced Guitar Hero player, and I heard that there was a mode where you can do something that I think is the first time that this has been done in, in a game like this, is that you can add a second bass drum, and Lars is such a big double bass player. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, you know, whenever we tracked um, songs in the game before, if they had double bass pedals, we had to take out some of them, because um, most people can't play really fast double bass with one foot. Most humans can't, anyway. Right. Um, so this time we're going to be selling a separate pedal and a splitter, so you can plug that into the back of your um, drum set, and then um, we're actually able to track every single bass hit. So um, we're calling it Expert Plus because it's built off the Expert Node track, but it adds those extra bass drum hits. So now if you want to play Slayer, if you want to play Metallica, the way that they're played with those crazy double bass drums, now you can do it in the game. And are you a, m- a musician? Do you play? Yeah, I, I'm a guitar player and a bass player. Yeah, I've been playing for a long time. Cool. And what uh, are you into metal, or were you into just more rock? Um, you know, I, I was a real metal guy when I was in high school, and then you know explored a bunch of other stuff. But it's like it's one of those things. I'm metal at heart. I can't I can't get rid of it. You know, it's always there. Cool. And you've worked on the other Guitar Hero games too, right? Yeah, Guitar Hero Three, Guitar Hero Aerosmith, Guitar Hero World Tour. How was it working with Aerosmith? Oh, it was it was fantastic. Those guys are man. They're they're a lot of fun. Um, Steven Tyler, that guy's. That guy's he's performing all the time. Like it, I, I had some surreal experiences where like and you know, he's talking to you, blah 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 blah, then dream on, dream on <laughs> he just starts singing to you, you know? There was one point where I was sta- I was standing next to him and then he puts his arm around me and then he's like he's singing to me and he's tugging on my face like I'm Joe Perry. I'm like, Oh wow, that's really, really weird. <laughs> yeah. That guy's definitely the lead singer. That's great. Now um as as a, a rock fan and a musician, um how cool is it that you're designing video games and working with some of the greatest ever bands? Yeah, it's it's a very surreal experience, you know. Like uh, I can't think of, you know, Guitar Hero Metallica to me was like the ultimate dream project. I can't think of anything I'd want to work on more. Spent so that's why I put so much of myself into it. Spent so much time working on it. I mean, our whole studio is like has to be held back from trying to, you know, put too much in the game. You know what? I wanted to ask about the venues because uh, something that I think is so cool is that you can pick that you want to be playing at 
you know, a club in San Francisco, or you can go down to the L.A. Forum, or you can go to the Hammersmith in England. Now, did you actually physically have to go to each one of these and, sh- and shoot the place? Well, um, some of those places don't exist in that, that in that case anymore, so we have to just gather all the reference so that we can and try and sort of recreate them. Um, a place like the Forum is pretty pretty simple because we had access to the Forum. We could go in there and take pictures. Um, Tashino Airfield is one that springs to mind. It's, uh, the only reference of that is the uh, For Those About to Rock video. So we watched that a bunch and trying to piece it together the best we could from that. Is the club in San Francisco still there? Oh, the Stone? No. No, it's a, I think it's a strip club now or something. So we, that was that was imagination. But uh, when Metallica saw it, they're like, oh, yeah, that looks just like it. Cool. Well, we'd love to check out some of the actual game uh, and uh, give it a, a test drive. All right, cool. Let's do it. <coughs> 